Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute to talk to you about making authentic friendships. You might remember the founder, Juliana Featherman, from episode 34 of Adventures in Autism. She is an autism sibling who created this amazing interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, interest, diagnosis, and geographic location. Parents and caregivers can also sign up to connect with other parents and caregivers. For more info or to sign up, head to makingauthenticfriendships.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 83. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. And if you have been listening, thank you so much for coming back. More than ever, thank you. I know all of us are in a very strange season here and dealing with this global pandemic, coronavirus, that has really changed all of our routines. And many of you, I know, usually listen on your commutes to work and now you're working from home. So I'm always so thankful for every single download and listen. And just more than ever, I am so grateful for your support because as I'm sure all of you are feeling in isolation, it gets a little lonely sometimes these days. So I am just so thankful for this community and all the support and love that you guys give the show. Um, so on that note, today's episode, I have a returning guest, Melinda Cook, who is a friend of mine. She's a fellow podcaster. Her podcast previously was called Sands the Sugar Coat, and she has kind of renamed to Autism Mastermind, which is amazing. So you may remember her from episode 40, where we talked about her podcast, Sands of Sugarcoat. And now, like I said, it's called Autism Mastermind. And Melinda is back. And I'm so, so happy to have her back. Because as I said, she has really just become like a good friend of mine. So it's always wonderful to get to chat with her and catch up. So especially when everything kind of first started happening, well, I shouldn't even say that. I I feel like once things were like kind of (laughs) really, really looking bleak and everybody was home, we were all in, you know, quarantine and self-isolation. I had reached out to Melinda to do an episode with me to kind of talk about sort of how she has been dealing with this and how things have been going for her and her family. Melinda's daughter Paige is 18. So a little bit different than my situation here with, you know, Logan being on the younger side. And it was really nice to hear kind of how they are dealing with everything. And Melinda always has great perspective and wonderful, valuable info to share. And today was no exception. So yeah, we talk about just kind of how they're dealing with all this going on right now. She's in California and I mean, everywhere I feel like things are getting kind of stricter and stricter. Um, but it was interesting to hear, you know, in a, in a different setting, how things have been going. Uh, I had actually just recently, a few days ago, 
I did a little poll on social media uh, in my stories, and I had asked if people were kind of tired of talking about or hearing about coronavirus and, you know, were looking for more of a distraction when they listen to the podcast or if it's something that, you know, it's valuable for you to listen to. And it was pretty funny because the the end result of the poll was like literally (laughs) 50-50. I think it was maybe 51% was more pro talking about coronavirus and 49% was like, no, we need a distraction. Um, I totally get both sides. If I'm being honest, I am looking for a distraction right now, which is why we binge watched Tiger King. I don't know if anybody listening, I'm sure many of you have have watched it because it's like all over the place. Um, That was a wonderful distraction on Netflix, (laughs) but I get it. I feel like we all kind of need a, a break from reality right now because it is a very heavy and scary, uncertain time. So today's episode, we kind of half focus on, like I said, sort of what they're doing during this, you know, crisis. But then the second half of this episode, we talk about Melinda's experience with Paige becoming 18 and sort of the legal process of her conservatorship, which this was really interesting to me. And I'm really glad that I got to talk about it with Melinda because like I said, Logan is young, but I know for us and for many of you listening, this is something that very well could be on the horizon, you know, a few years down the line. And we actually talk about this in the episode, but it's like sometimes, you know, these scary things that you don't want to think about or talk about as much as they might be intimidating and something that you want to kind of push aside, at least when you have the information, sometimes it's less scary or at least you kind of know you can kind of put that in your back pocket. For, for when it's necessary to use that. So I was really glad to to hear this whole process. If you want a more in-depth kind of explanation of all of this, Melinda and her husband Chad have an episode dedicated to this on their podcast where I actually think they have two episodes. So one is them talking about kind of their side of things as like the parent, but then they also have the lawyer that helped them kind of through this whole process and prepare everything. She came on to talk about more of the legal side of things. So Again, just tons of great info. Definitely check that out if you have more questions. I actually have had a a few people ask me if I would do an episode about this. So I'm glad that we talked about it today. But like I said, if you want even more info, hop on over to Melinda's podcast, um, Autism Mastermind, because she has, it's a great show to begin with, but really, really more in-depth kind of explanation of all this that we get into today. So with all that being said, I just want to say, I think that you know, coronavirus and everything that we're dealing with now, it is so like at the forefront of all of our minds. So I don't want to say that it's not going to come up on the show, but I don't want to make it the focus. So like today we kind of talk about it, you know, half the episode, then the other half we talk about other things. I think going forward, I have many episodes that are already recorded that we don't talk about at all because this was before it was, you know, really a thing. Um, And then recently I've recorded with some other guests where, we have maybe talked about it like off air, but it's not going to come up in the episodes because I, I get it. Like we all do (laughs) kind of need a break, but at the same time, I do think it's valuable to hear other people's experiences through this. I know for me, just even recording the podcast over these past couple weeks has been, I I mean, it's, it's always wonderful to connect with everyone, but 
because I am so like, you know, deprived of human interaction right now, it has been really nice just to, to talk to everyone and, and record. Um, I probably will do a solo show the next couple weeks, just kind of talking about like our experience with everything. Uh, briefly, I will just say that we're, we're doing okay. The, the silver lining, all this is that Logan is actually handling all this change to his routine and his schedule. Amazingly, he's been honestly just like really thriving, super happy, go with the flow, which is, I mean, he's always happy, but he, he's happy when he has his routine. And a lot of times when that routine gets thrown off, we see, you know, his more challenging behaviors come out, his anxiety gets worse. And, as of now, like knock on wood for real, he is, he's doing great. So we're getting through. It's, it's definitely, it's a a very interesting time. I know everyone listening feels the same way. So it's funny to even say anything, but it's just like every day you wake up and you're just like, is this real life? Like, are we really, (laughs) is this still happening? Um, and it is. So yeah, sorry, this is getting kind of long winded, but basically, yeah, I just want to say that if you are listening and you're like, oh my gosh, more coronavirus talk, just know that this is not going to be like the forefront of the podcast going forward. It's, you know, still going to be a place to hear stories about, other people's autism journeys. And I have some really great episodes coming up with professionals. We're, you know, heading into autism awareness month, which even though it looks a little bit different right now, I think that, you know, advocacy never (laughs) takes a day's rest. And I am really excited to bring you all these episodes going forward. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Melinda. Just one more little disclaimer. We did have a bit of a connection issue. So I'm not going to lie, the audio on this episode, there's some glitchy kind of parts. But again, I think what Melinda is talking about and the content is so good. Um, and most of it comes out totally clear towards the end. There's, there's a few kind of little like glitchy sounds and then there's some sort of delay where her and I are talking over each other a little bit. So I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, but like I said, most of it comes out very clear and I, I just think that this content is so valuable. So I really wanted you guys to hear it. So that's all for that. And here's my conversation with Melinda. Hi, Melinda. Welcome to Adventure Autism. Hi, Megan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Surviving. <laughs> yes, surviving. You and I were just chatting. So we are just in the middle of this crazy time in our society, in our world, dealing with the COVID-19 crisis. And I was telling Melinda, I'm like, I'm debating if we should talk about it or just not talk about it because I feel like we are also like bombarded with it. But you had brought up a good point. We we both have kids in the spectrum, but obviously they are they're different ages. They're into different things. So I do think that you probably would have some good good tips to share with with my audience and just things that you know people maybe aren't thinking of. Um, but if you will just quickly kind of like get us up to speed with how you guys have been been coping in these last few weeks, then I have some more questions I want to ask you later. But just tell us how you guys have been doing and how everything is going. You're in California, so things are probably pretty different there that's true um they the governor shut down the state of california a few days ago and i believe we are on day 12 all the days are seem to blend together right now so it's so hard (laughs) to keep track but um 
Paige left school on the 15th. No, I'm sorry. The 13th of March. So we haven't been back since then. And I don't believe we're going to go back this year at all. Mm-hmm. So they, they closed everything down here. So then they finally yesterday closed. It's a daily, if not hourly occurrence of what's going, you know, what's happening, what's being closed. Yeah. So now they closed all the beaches, all the parks, all the trails. So you basically can walk around your neighborhood and that's about it. So that's what we've wow. been doing is we've been walking around the neighborhood. We've been, Paige is actually handling this really well. She just turned 18 on March 16th, and I decided when all this went down, and I didn't get any information from the school, they sent a few, she's in a life skills class, so she doesn't really have curriculum. They sent a few downloads uh, for apps, that kind of thing, or for uh, computer programs, but that's about all we got. So I decided to treat this like, She's already an adult and she's out of school, even though she's still eligible in California to go till she's 22 years old. I am acting like this is a trial run for when she is actually out of school. And this is the things that we're going to do. Yes, it'll be different because we can go places and do different (laughs) things. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully. You know, the home things I'm trying to set up, you know, like reading time and computer time and and I'm kind of going with the flow because I, she knows something is going on. She doesn't completely understand mm-hmm. because she knows she's not going to school. So she stopped asking when she's going to school. So she stopped that because I said, we don't know yet. And I'll show you on the calendar. And I put it to May 1st. I put it back to school on May 1st. But then I might, you know, I might have to change that later. But she's really handling it well. The only problem is, She's staying up all hours of the night and then wanting to sleep all day. Mm. So that's the biggest, that's the biggest problem we're having now. Today I had a really hard time waking her up at two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh my goodness. I know. So it's, it's very hard and, and I'm tired and I'm getting up. So what I'm doing is I'm Chad and I, my husband and I are making sure that we get our workout in every day so that I can stay focused mentally and physically in order to stay up all night with her so we are trying to change that routine but it's 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 becoming difficult as the weeks go on Mm -hmm. so she knows something is wrong but every five seconds I'm wondering if she's sick or doesn't feel well and that's what scares me we haven't taken her anyway anywhere because she does have a weaker immune system she's allergic to many things and she has epilepsy yeah um I know I don't know how what what words you like to use we all have different words Mm -hmm. Uh, but Paige would you say she's non-speaking non-verbal I know she uses her her device device. Mm -hmm. so I always say she's pre-verbal she does have words but she's not gonna have a conversation with you so Mm -hmm. she can ask for you know, her needs and wants, like if she wanted a glass of water or she needed to go to the bathroom, she knows how to use those words, but she'll say, you know, bathroom or she'll use her device. And then if I ask her, can you tell me with your words? She'll say, can I have pasta? Or can I, you know, can I have bathroom? Like that sort of thing. But Mm -hmm. she unprompted, she won't use a can I have or I want 
but she does use her device and she does type really well so she can type out things to us so I'm just curious because like you said you're worried that she's sick can she tell you if she's not feeling well um that's a hard one because yeah over the years it's you know, does your tummy hurt? And she'll just say tummy. Like, she'll just repeat after you. Mm-hmm. So really, I don't know if she doesn't. I can tell by her physical appearance if right. she's not feeling well. But I, she won't come up to me and say that she feels sick. But on another note, she did come up to me after the chaos of her leaving school on that Friday and the teachers are running around, they're giving the students all their things at school. She came home, she looked at me, and she started getting upset. And I I said, Oh, no, what's wrong, Paige? And all she wanted to do was sit on the sofa and just cuddle, which she never Mm -hmm. wants to do. So Mm -hmm. I think she was frightened. And Mm -hmm. so that was her way, like those little things like that, like, that's her way of telling me that she was scared. Yeah, she needed comfort. Right. And, but she's not going to ask me at all. So I would say she's I, technically they would say she's nonverbal. I always forget about the term preverbal. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's a really good way, especially it sounds like for Paige. But I, I think so often I always I always will say Logan is mostly nonverbal because he does have a fair amount of words that he uses. And obviously now he has his device. Right. Um but I like, again, there's so many like terms floating <laughs> around and we all have like, our, you know, what, what, what feels good for us. Right. Um, but I do, I like that term preverbal. I think it, it definitely makes sense for, for Paige. I also, I love that you said it's like, you're kind of treating this like your trial run for like mm-hmm. adulthood. So what are the things that she has been enjoying or that you guys have been doing other than like how you said, like you're going for walks? walks. Um, I am trying to do fun things that involve exercise. So I'm making, uh, like I'm making obstacle courses, but I'm making them elaborate so that it takes a while to get through the obstacle course and it goes all through our entire house (laughs) and I'll put, I'll post about it on social media so that you can see it, but it's kind of fun and I'm using it to incorporate life skills, like putting dishes away or vacuuming the floor or, um, you know, cleaning something so that we can incorporate life skills, but we're actually making it kind of fun mm-hmm. and we're making it physical. So, you know, it's run around the pool one time, blow bubbles. So that's a sensory thing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. blow bubbles, come back, do, you know, three, three, put three dishes in the dishwasher, like that sort of thing, or take three dishes out of the dishwasher. So I'm oh. trying to incorporate things that are meaningful Mm -hmm. and that she can do by herself. It's kind of like doing the teach method. You know, have you heard of that with the boxes? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like doing that, but in a different kind of setting because yeah. What's that? I'm sorry. That's so fun. Is she enjoying that? She is. It is fun. And I've been writing it on the whiteboard and so she can look at it and see what it is. My husband thinks I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) no I love that you want to explain the teach method deal for anyone who's not familiar with it um it's been a while but you just it's it's independent study so what you do is say you have a file cabinet and you have three drawers you would put things 
two things in the drawer that are in each compartment that your child can do. So say it's a, one's a puzzle, one's a color book, and then the other one would be something that's new. So say it was a sensory item of building blocks, like a Lego set or something. So you make them, you can either do it the first one or the last one or the middle one, but you make them successful and then you put that challenging one in there. Mm-hmm. And it might take them a little bit longer to do that. But that, I mean, that's how I've done it. I'm sure I'm not explaining it the correct way, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically like independent study. So you're just, you're giving your kids something to do that they already know how to do, but you also, you're sliding things in that will teach them something new. Yeah. Or incorporate something. They actually kind of incorporate that with Logan in uh-huh. his ABA sessions. I don't know if Paige ever did that with ABA. He did, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I'm, and how you're describing it is how I'm familiar with it, too. Oh, okay, good. Um, well, that sounds really awesome, except for the no sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Yesterday I was watching TV and I fell asleep. And she woke me up when she was ready to go to bed. And I think it was about three o'clock in the morning. Oh my gosh. I know. I it know. Been, that, that's been a challenge for Paige for a long time though, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Her sleeping is her, is her big thing that, that she does not like to sleep at all. Paige, come on, girl. I know. I always <laughs> tell her, I'm like, Hey, look, <laughs> <laughs> let's change this around but and then now that I'm getting older I keep waking up in the middle of the night so I'll wake up at you know four o'clock in the morning and stay up till seven and then I'm dumb enough to fall asleep for an hour and then get up but um you know it's it's all like get that getting older situation so it's like Paige and I have to be I told her honey we have to be in sync with each other Mm-hmm. So let's start doing that so it's so funny you say that because my mom I remember like I, I think she's she's better now she's still like definitely a early to bed early to rise kind of person um but she definitely went through a phase where she was waking up at like four o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. that was just like her normal yep yeah that's so funny although it's funny when you say that Paige was like she wants to be up all night and sleep all day. I, when I was in like high school, that was always the pattern that I would fall into over like summer break. I would stay up super late. I would sleep till like whatever hours of the afternoon. And that was just like what felt right to me at the time. Right. I don't, I, a part of that is I have to always think, is that a teenage thing to do? Mm-hmm. And I will ask friends of mine that have kids same age as page 18 and I'll ask and they're like yeah for sure they they sleep all they want to sleep all day long I I mean I also remember sleeping and my mom coming in my room saying if I was going to actually wake up that day yeah (laughs) you -hmm. know so part of it is typical behavior so we're just we're just going with it right now because of the whole situation that's going on in the world so I don't want to upset her so I'm kind of just taking it slow and I don't want her to have any behaviors. And so far, you know, that she's done really well with her behaviors because she does have some self injurious behaviors when she gets frustrated. Mm, Okay. So I'm kind of not, I'm not walking on eggshells, but I'm pretty much letting her do what she wants to do because she is an adult. 
yeah she still lives with us she is an adult now which is so weird to me <laughs> she's, oh my gosh I, it's crazy and it's be- I think it's because she's so tiny mm-hmm. it, it seems like she's younger it's, yeah you know and it's like uh, some of my friends that have kids that are 18 or you know the the males are really tall or, you know, the females are tall and they just look older. I guess they look the part of being 18. But Paige still looks like a 12-year-old. And yeah, she has Ada. definitely like a baby face. Like, mm-hmm. she's one of those people who's just going to look young forever. Yeah. Which is good for her. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. And she's, I mean, she's, she's like five, not even five foot tall. And she weighs like, you know, 105 pounds. So she's just a small little thing. Oh, she's just a peanut. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like as, I mean, obviously Logan is, is still, is still pretty little, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to picture him as an adult when he is actually an adult. I mean, it's just, it's like, I think it's hard probably for any parent, but I think especially Mm -hmm. when, you know, there's special needs and obviously like with Logan, there's some delays too. So it's like, I have to remind myself sometimes that like, you know, my, my four-year-old daughter, that she is the little sister because in so many ways she seems like she's the big sister because she's just right. that personality too. Um, but it's funny because she never has to question that. She always knows that Logan's her big brother. Right. Well, the thing that's strange is, and I'm sure you've experienced, experienced this with every one of your kids is before you know it, it's like, how did she turn two? Oh, yeah. <laughs> how is she six? And like, how come, you know, how is, what is Logan now? Seven or eight, right? Is he he's eight? seven. Yeah, he's, he's seven. seven. And it, how, when did that happen? In the blink of an eye. And it's, it's crazy. I knew the point of Paige being 18 was coming up, but it seemed so fast. Mm-hmm. And since you're living with your child, you don't even notice like them growing or them looking older or things changing on their bodies, like that sort of thing until someone comes over that you haven't seen. And they say to you, wow, you know, she's gotten so tall or she looks so much older now because I don't notice it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, being with I her all the time. Like when I look at old pictures of Logan and I see when he had, I mean, he's like the scrawniest little thing now, but when oh. I see he had like any kind of chub on him, like when he was, you know, littler, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like in my mind, he still looks that way. And then when I actually like take a look at him, that's, a, I, I don't know. I don't want to get like emotional, but for me, that's hard. That's hard Mm -hmm. to see like how, I mean, and he doesn't even really have bodily changes yet. Um, but those things are tough. So I don't know, like, as he gets older, like how, how I'm going to cope with all those things. We'll just take it as it comes. I mean, that, that's what you do. You take it as it comes and you work with professionals and you figure things out, you know, and things will stay stay the same for a while and then maybe it's one or two things that'll change but it's gradual it's Mm -hmm. not like all of a sudden like boom you have to do this thing now but with Paige it was like every once in a while maybe every you know five six months it's something changed and I was like okay now we have to readjust ourselves to her age now yeah but I've always treated her her age I've never treated her younger than she was Mm-hmm. So I would give her, you know, she loves Disney, but I would also give her other options of other things to watch that kids her age would probably enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I, those things? Um, like different movies or different things. Like we just for her, 
uh, 18th birthday, I went out and bought her some things to decorate her room. So we did that because she doesn't really care about those things. Mm-hmm. But I am just putting it out there saying like, oh, look, Paige, you know, you could do whatever you want to your bedroom. You can put up pictures if you want. You can string lights if you want. You can do anything that you want. So once we got the items and put them in her room, she was kind of excited about it. And now mm-hmm. she has a string of lights and she plugs it in, you know, every day and just and she likes them. But I know from other parents that their kids do the same thing like that's their thing is they like to decorate their room Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to give her that opportunity rather than me saying like oh you know you can't have this that and the other thing in your room let's put a computer in your room let's put things on your walls let's do all these things just like any other teenager would have in their room and you know take away all the toys that are I don't know, that she's not into or stuffed toys that she's not into anymore and just get rid of all those things and let's focus on becoming an adult. Maybe we're staying in your room. Maybe we're doing computer work in your room, just like any any kid would do. So that's what I try to do with her is kind of just keep it, not saying that it's good or bad, just what I feel that she should experience. Yeah, I think that's that's such good advice, and it, it's something I try to do. I I will uh-huh. say I probably come up short in that area because I think in I mean again Logan is still young; he's only right, seven. yeah. Um, but I do like when I see other kids, you know, typical kids his age, and like I said, even with like my four year old, I definitely you you just kind of expect more, I guess, from like like I know without a doubt, I expect more from my, my typical four-year-old daughter than I would have Logan. And that's not, that's not always fair. So it's like, I have to, I have to check myself a lot and tell myself, you know, okay, I know this might be hard for him, but like, I have to like, at least give him the opportunity to do it. Like literally just today, Logan's obsessed with cereal. And he's been obsessed with Apple Jack, especially over this, this crazy break we're having. He's literally eating like a box a day. It's insane. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and when I wasn't paying attention today for two seconds, of course, he got the box of Apple Jacks and he tried to pour himself a bowl, which was great. But of course he gets the cereal everywhere. And of course my instinct is to like, just start cleaning it up. But I'm like, Hey buddy, like I need you to clean this up. And I was like, if you clean this up, I, I'll give you a piece of candy. I'm mother of the year here. Reward. <laughs> no. But I basically like got to bribe him to do something. And he, at first, of course he was kind of like not paying attention and, and didn't really do it. And it was really funny too. Cause I gave him the, the bowl that he had like tried to pour stuff. It was like basically empty. So I gave him that to like pick up the ones that, that fell but he so he did he picked everything up but he didn't even like put them in the bowl he just like collected all that he could in his two fists and then went to go put them back in the box which I just like, <laughs> stuff like that just like it it warms my heart it makes me laugh because I'm just like yeah and to me it's like okay I'm gonna pick these up and put them in the bowl but he's like I'm gonna put pick all these up in my fist and just drop them back and in the back in yeah yeah, he just, like, he does things in a different way. But that's what I'm saying is, like, stuff like that, like, I have to really, like, remind myself, like, no, he can clean that up. Right. Well, there, I'm taking, actually, well, it got canceled, but <laughs> I got through, let's see, there were six sessions, and we got through four sessions of a life planning workshop. 
And it, it's a little bit different than I thought it would be, but it's actually teaching us so many things that I'm so grateful for because it's basically a plan that you're going to make. And it's not, not, this isn't like your living trust or anything like that. This is a personal plan of what your child likes to do. So like traditions, like you, you can make a list of things like, Oh, for Christmas, we celebrate this way. For birthdays, we celebrate this way so that you're giving that next caregiver what they've had their entire life. So you're, you're basically making a binder of things on what they like, where they like to go, what foods they like to eat, what they don't like to do. And it got me thinking one of the classes was life skills. And so it got me thinking and the uh, leader of the workshop, she was teaching us that you need to start at a young age and ha- make, not make your kids, but try to make them as independent as possible. And I am guilty of doing things for Paige as well. And I am guilty of you know, helping her brush her teeth because I want them to be better than they are <laughs> or helping her wash her hair because if I don't, then she'll leave shampoo in there, mm-hmm. that type of thing, or teaching her how to tie her shoes for the hundredth time. So I'm trying to slowly teach her or not do things for her. So I've been telling everybody that has younger kids than Paige, try to do it. Because look at Logan, even though he did it his own way, he put the cereal back in the box. That's what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I need to stop doing things for her because I know she can do it. She's seen me do it a thousand times. And Mm -hmm. I was so surprised. Years ago, when I taught her how to uh, put dishes in the dishwasher, we went through the whole ABA process of, you know, clearing the plate, washing, rinsing it off, putting in the dishwasher gently. In this workshop, I look back and I said, huh, I'm so glad that I did that. I'm so glad that I taught her that independent skill, even though it's a small thing. She carries that through her entire life now. So I've been making a list of things that I need to work on and make her become more independent if she doesn't already know how to do it herself. That I That is such valuable advice. And like you said, especially for people mm-hmm. listening who have young kids. It is hard. It, it's hard because I mean, I, yeah, I have to remind myself, like I said, daily, constantly, like I need to be giving him more I like I said I just need to like the the expectations that that I put on my daughter not so that he can do sure. you know everything the same but yeah, again they do things kind of in their own way and it's also way. it's faster to um, do it yourself but sometimes that, that I was just gonna say it's it's sometimes it's hard to uh-huh. just even wait that beat to see like what they're gonna do um, we have a, a new ABA therapist starting and he's he's great he's doing really great with Logan but he's shadowing right now with one of our other therapists. And that's kind of, that's the sort of the thing that my, the, the therapist keeps telling him, the one who's like kind of shadowing with him is like, you know, however long you're, you're waiting, that feels comfortable. You got to wait right, right. longer than that. <laughs> like it's right. like, once you hit that, like awkward kind of uncomfortability with the situation. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you have to more. wait until that they, <laughs> because Paige has a processing issue. So you have to wait until that whole sensory thing of processing goes from her brain to her hands or her mouth or, mm-hmm. you know, to do something. So for her, it's about 20 seconds. So 
yeah mm-hmm. so we timed it okay. and gonna... it's it's consistent about 15 to 20 seconds where if you say for example if you say if someone says hi Paige you have to one you know two like you can't you're kind of counting in your mind like and she'll say it she'll say hi but mm-hmm. you have to give her that moment because people will say say hi Paige say hi Paige and I said no wait a minute and she will say it on her Mm -hmm. own you have to let her process that you know what you're saying because it's going in and it's getting jumbled around and then finally it settles down and then she can express what what you just said takes a minute for her to do and of course after that the teacher's like okay and that was it and now they just wait for her to say hi and it's gotten you know less and less so now you know it might be like five seconds now but still, it's that couple beats, mm. you know, that you have to wait. And, you know, it, yeah. of, of course, as a parent, you're like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> With anything, yeah. put your jacket on. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's with, with every kid, though, for sure. Uh, well, while we're on the subject of, you know, becoming an adult, I know you did just go through the process of Paige turning 18 and legally becoming her I don't even know the right verbiage to use we were just talking about this before and I already forgot what I wanted to say <laughs> um but you and you have an episode that you have on your podcast about this so if people want to hear like a more in-depth version of this then they can definitely go listen to that but will you talk about the process of her like conservatorship and kind of what that was like for you oh definitely so when you tra- and I also have uh, her, our actually our attorney. So Chad and I had an attorney. We have her on the podcast too. So she kind of gives mm-hmm. you the legal version, and Chad and I give you the parent version. So, so um, in the legal version, I mean, so I'll just I'll explain it the way that I can understand. So mm-hmm. a conservatorship and or guardianship, it depends on where you live. So a parent's can conserve their adult child. So what that means, you conserve their rights. So there's in the state of California, there's seven rights that you can you can conserve. And of course, I don't remember all of them, but some of them, it's like housing and medical, marriage and family, relationships, legal, legal um, issues health issues, like going to the doctor, getting a prescription, like I am now in charge of all that. So basically, it's everything that you're doing for them as a minor, you get to continue on as an adult. So they don't Mm -hmm. make the decision, I make the decision or Chad makes the decision. Or if you have any uh, caregiver that you want. So actually, your daughters could be Mm -hmm conservators of Logan when they're older if it's necessary it's so it's always good to have more people do do it in the beginning mm-hmm. than it is to add them in the end because you'd have to go back to court <clears throat> so the whole process starts in in the state of California and actually we live in San Diego County so it's a little different and you start as soon as they turn 17 here might be a little bit faster in other states. It might be a little bit slower in other states. So you want to start the process. Chad and I, it's, so it's a, it's a tedious legal process that has a lot of paperwork 
So we decided to hire an attorney. You can do it yourself through legal aid or when all the colleges oh. around their legal departments, they have volunteers that will help you. You just need to, yeah, it's great. And you just need to, they'll show you the next step and you need, you go down <laughs> to the courthouse. And so you're basically going down to the courthouse a lot. And so since it's far, it's about 45 minutes from where we live, I decided for my sanity and I don't understand the legal system that I would hire an attorney. So Chad and I had an attorney. They assign an attorney to Paige. So Paige gets a court appointed attorney, which was very strange to me. It was, I just thought about it as a, I, I had never been to court before. I have never been in a courtroom before. I found it the whole thing strange. Um, why like did we you were, feel doing like you were doing something wrong? wrong. Does that make sense? Like, not wrong, but like she had a court appointed attorney. So I just felt that it was just like a strange, to me, it was a strange situation. And the truth is, I was okay in the beginning. Once we got closer to the court date, I started really my anxiety was high and I didn't think that I am a tough person I can I've gone through everything and I can ask for anything and I am pretty strong when it comes to advocating for mm-hmm. Paige but in this situation I think it was because it was the unknown I did not know what to do and that's why I wanted to talk about it because a lot of my friends have gone through this but I I wanted details I wanted what does the courtroom look like what is the judge going to say? Like, how is this, how does the process go? So Chad and I talk about it and, and it's, you meet with her, we met with our attorney. She fills out all the paperwork. She sends everything in. You get a court date. Our hmm. court date was eight months after she started. So we had, then the doctors have to fill out paperwork. You have to send that in the, regional center comes over they do their evaluation they send the paperwork in and everything is in triplicate one goes to me one goes to chad one goes to Paige. so you're Mm. constantly bombarded with paperwork that's coming in the mail and it's 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 kind of hard to keep track of all of it Paige's attorney came over and of course i wanted to stay in the room which you're not supposed to you're they're supposed to speak freely to them but in Paige's case, case being like pre-verbal, mm-hmm. I said no, and I'm not. I wasn't comfortable with her being in the room because it was a male. So I kind of stood off to the side. He did what he needed to do. He asked her all these questions, and he left. And he gave his report to the judge. So we went through that, the doctor's report. So everybody has their reports in. Then you have your court date. So our court date was in January of 2020. And we wanted to waive Paige to not Mm -hmm. be there. I felt that it would be too stressful for her. She's like me. The unknown is hard for her. And so at the last minute, something happened with the attorney. And they suggested that we bring Paige along with us. So I believe that's why my anxiety went up. So we have our court date. We go. And so what happens is the judge 
Paige sits on the left side with her attorney. We sit on the right side with our attorney. The judge goes over all seven of the powers that we will now conserve for Paige. And he reads them off and then says regional center agreed. The doctor agreed. The courts agreed. And we will grant you this power. So say it's housing or medical. And he goes through all of these things. And then he says, granted. So we were in the courtroom. And thankfully, the bailiff was so sweet. And I said to him, she has an issue with hand sanitizer. Can you please Mm -hmm. put the hand sanitizer that's on your desk in, in your desk? And he was totally fine with that. And he was so, so sweet. He came out and said, are you Paige? I'll come and get you when it's your turn. And I said, oh, you're so nice. (laughs) So that's what happened is he, the bailiff came out and got us when it was our turn to go in. And we, I think we were number seven because he was not allowing priority. So you can get priority if you have, if your son or daughter might disrupt the courtroom or they would will just have you sit outside the courtroom and wait until mm-hmm. it's your turn you okay. walk in it literally takes three minutes if that <laughs> it's not long at all so they walked in and gave us but I was gonna say you can still retain some of your rights so a, a couple cases before us they had retained some of the rights so I think it was school was one of them. So if they wanted to go to college mm-hmm. or they, they had a say on what they were going to do with their lives. But the mom took conservatorship over medical and housing. And another one, it was relationships. And he wanted control over his relationships. So he took control of that. And the mom took over the, you know, the medical and the legal and that sort of thing, because she felt that he wasn't able mm. to do those things. Were these without cases having that you're talking about where like other people were so, doing things? But was this all the same day? Like, when were you guys he, there together? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. We we're all there together. So they, it's, it's just for that. So these judges just do conservatorships. So it's on like the family side of the legal department. So there's three in San Diego, there's three court, courtrooms and three judges that do conservatorships and that's all but you have to go through it that way so which I found strange it was very strange and surreal so he granted everything for us and we left and that was it so now our attorney sent Paige's paperwork on her birthday so on March 16th so we already had our court date in January so she informed me that she sent our paperwork to the court on March 16th and that's it. So we'll, we'll get in the mail, like a kind of like a certificate with lack of better term to mm-hmm. show to people if need be that we are her conservators mm-hmm. and we have the right to make decisions for her from here on out. Now with the courts being down, <laughs> it's probably going to take a while longer. But, but it is no, set in true. stone. So it's <laughs> set in stone. So thankfully, we got it in January. And now we're just basically waiting on paperwork. So it's a strange process. Mm-hmm. 
something in something in my life that I never mm-hmm. thought I would have to do. And and I mean, you can change mm-hmm. if your if your child ends up going to um, a facility or say a group home that type type of thing when they're older. That person that's in the house can become their conservator. So you you would just go back to court mm, and they okay. would make certain decisions for that person. You know, now maybe they're 40 or 50 or 60 years old. And then the next person would conserve mm. their rights to make decisions for them. So I think that's part of the reason why I thought my anxiety went up and I'm really, I was really scared about it because I'm thinking of way in the future for Paige and not right now when she's 18. And that's, that's what scares you because there mm-hmm. things like that. And Chad and I were talking about it is that you don't want to talk about, you don't want to talk about the hard things, but then again, you kind of want to know the hard things because you will eventually have to go through them. So I think if, mm-hmm. if I start thinking about them now, then it'll lessen the lessen the blow, you know, of this major thing. If I start thinking now and not waiting till the last minute to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. And I appreciate you just sharing your whole perspective on this. I can imagine that it's right. just kind of like a sobering reality. You're in the courtroom and like when you said that Paige was on the other side of you I'm glad you said it was only three minutes long because (laughs) that probably would have for me would be the hard part because it's like you you're so used to like being this oh no Chad is sitting next to her always like but in like the back I mean and I'm talking like I I was uh, less than six feet away from Paige (laughs) so we won't we were not social distancing she was okay. she was right there and Paige kind of, or Chad, I'm sorry, <laughs> kind of sat behind her a little bit so that if anything, if she bolted out of the room or anything like that, then he could just grab her real quick. So it's not like we were way on the other, like you see in TV where they're way, yeah, way on the other side. Okay, I'm glad, I'm glad, because <laughs> I'm thinking like, oh no. my gosh, Logan was on the other side of the room to me, like that, <laughs> that, that my anxiety would be up just even yeah it's the courtroom is tiny it's it's like a tiny little bedroom and it it may Mm. I believe if I had to guess it would seat maybe 20 or 30 people and then there's a separate section for attorneys and Mm. they sit over in like the attorney box and they when the case is called they come over so it's very official and that's what's also strange is Mm -hmm. it's I would personally think that there's a better way to do all of this, like online or something. If everybody agrees, if everybody yeah, right? agrees to all these <laughs> conditions, like it's, I think it should, okay, we send everything to the judge, they sign off, they give the piece of paper, but they want to see you in person. So, and that's still, that's still how it works now. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not sure. There's always like, there's always mm-hmm. so many like annoying little like formalities things that where you're like isn't there right. a better way and to I do think this? The, the couldn't thing we be is more efficient so many people because <laughs> it took us nine months to get a court date so there's so many people going through mm-hmm. this legal system that I don't think they have time to change it and it's it's probably they'd have to get yeah, you know, bills passed and you know regulations changed before mm-hmm. it could happen but I'm thinking that with autism, 
the numbers that it's at right now, there's going to be a lot more cases and the courts will be very backed up, you know, after, you know, page, mm-hmm. pages generation, like the next generation. So hopefully maybe they'll figure it out. And and I don't even know how it is in other states. So I'm sure it might be a little bit different. And I know a lot of people, not a lot, but a few people that live in other states that it was quicker and they could just do, they mm. just turned in their paperwork they went to court when their child was 18 and it's done. But I think, but California is a little bit God. backed up. <laughs> you know, we like to do everything, you know, <laughs> to the extreme earthquakes and shutdowns and all the, all the things. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, once again, I just have had the best time talking with you. Mm-hmm. I really, really appreciate you sharing everything um, and especially just talking about the conservatorship in such detail because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Logan is young and I know a lot of my listeners have young kids and, you know, this may right. or may not be on the horizon for a lot of us. So it's just good to have information because like you said, it's scary to think about these things, but at least if you kind of like have the information going into it, maybe it makes it a little bit less scary. I wish that I would have heard a story from somebody so that I knew that a little bit of what to expect may or that may or may not happen, but just to have that, you know, just to have that state of mind. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of my, my whole thing with the podcast is just sort of like sharing stories, whether it's just something that you, you know, relate to, or that you're just happy to have this information for maybe down the road. I think it is, it is so valuable. Um, well, I hope you guys stay healthy and, you know, stay happy during this, this crazy time that we're dealing with. It sounds like right. you guys are just, you know, doing the best you can, which is what we're all doing. Um, sure. Share I am at Anisa Mastermind on everywhere. So Facebook and Instagram. I love Instagram and YouTube. We have a new YouTube channel where I'm posting life skills videos for everybody things that I've done with Paige that worked out so hopefully those can be helpful to anyone and I also have a podcast autism mastermind yay, <laughs> yay awesome yeah. check all that out all right well you <laughs> take, take care, care. Thank you so much, sure we'll talk to you soon okay bye For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. (laughs) I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue. And those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. 
Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Melinda. I just love her. She has honestly been such a good friend to me since we have connected and she is always so supportive and just shares such wonderful little pearls of wisdom. She has obviously learned a lot in this journey and for moms like me who have younger kids, I I mean, I say it all the time, but it is just so valuable to talk to these moms who have, you know, been on this path a lot longer than I have and even though, you know, all of our situations are different, I think we can just learn so much from each other. And I, like I said, I just appreciate her, her support so much. So I just want to reiterate all of her social media. If you just look up autism mastermind, you will find that in her podcast at the end there was when we kind of had some glitchy little audio issues. So definitely check her out, find her podcast. Her and I are actually recording an episode for her show with me uh, coming up. So stay tuned for that. And if you want to connect with me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Again, I love to hear from you guys, especially right now. I think we're all lonely and bored. So if you are enjoying the show, shoot me a message. I would love to chat with you. If you have been enjoying the show, I would so appreciate if you would leave a rating and review, especially those on Apple Podcast. Guys, for real, those really help people to find the show. (laughs) And again, we're all home right now with not a lot to do. So podcasts are a great way to kind of pass the time and maybe somebody at home would find the show a little easier. (laughs) Um, So I would just appreciate all your, I always appreciate your reviews so very much. So thank you so much. And again, happy April. I am excited for Autism Awareness Month. I'm a little bummed. I had some, some more kind of plans to do things as far as like kind of getting out to advocate. And now I will be doing all my advocating from home, which, you know, change of plans, roll with the punches. Um, but I'm super excited because I do have some really great episodes coming up with some, some really awesome guests. So stay tuned for all that. And that's all for now. But until next time, take care. Mm-hmm.